So we're probably a slightly different SaaS organization and in that we have a background. So we have an expertise in our marketplace, which is human resource management. And so we already have some traction and some credibility, well, lots of credibility with regards to the works that we've previously done. So some of those customers, 50% of those, those first five customers came on board because they knew us and they were loving what we were trying to achieve and also what they saw. So they demonstrated and had a demo of the product, really enjoyed it and wanted to stay on board. And then the other 50% were word of mouth. And that was predominantly through the LinkedIn channels. You're listening to the B2B SaaS podcast with your host, Upendra Verma. Every week, I talk to the world's best B2B SaaS founders and ask them everything about their business. There's a lot to learn from every founder, whether they're just starting out or already doing tens of millions in ARR. It could be their zero to one journey, their top of funnel lead generation, their lead conversion strategy, their churn and account expansion process, their product journey, or even how they sold their company. Let's listen to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the SaaS podcast. Today, we have Adil Theobald with us. Adil here runs a company called iDrive HR. Hey, Adil, how are you doing? Hi, Pendra. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Right. So let's, let's get started, right? So let's, let's try to understand what your product does and why do customers pay you money? Okay. So, well, our mission is really simple. We want to positively transform workers' lives across the world. And to do this, we have developed a tool, iDrive HR, which is a cloud-based software platform. So it's a scalable people platform that engages, enables, and empowers employees, HR teams, and leadership teams so that they can have the right conversations whilst they can effortlessly manage HR workflows and well-being across the organization. Got it. So who are your primary users? So who in a, uh, so is it HR team in a big enterprise? No, no. Our, our users are everybody across the organization. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So you have a HR platform. Th- those are the admins and then everybody else in the company sort of uses it. Yeah. Everybody right. sees yeah. the same thing. Everybody can engage with the platform. It's for everybody. It's not just for a segment of the organization. And we're predominantly business to business. Yeah. So we primarily target the SME market, but we have some large customers also using the platform as well. Okay, so let's get a sense of how your customer base look like as of today. So how many customers do you have as of today on your platform? So we currently have 18 customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we're, we're turning over roughly around 5,000 monthly revenue, okay. RR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and within that, we have approximately 1,800 users within those customers. Okay, and what was this number, let's say, 12 months before? Nil. Yeah. So, and <laughs> when, when did you get that first dollar of revenue? So, so our first customer, our first paying customer came on board last year. It would be just after this time. So maybe okay. November, December time. Okay. And they were desperate to come on board. So they, they, we weren't ready, but they wanted to come on board. So we let them into the system and they began paying. All right. All right. So you've got 18 customers. So I know you exactly know where you got all of those customers from. So I want to really deep dive and understand your growth journey so far, because you know, it's that, it's that zero to one journey that's op- often the toughest, right? So like, I want you to go back, right? Seven, eight months before, right? So like, talk to me about how you got those first five customers. Uh, so, so, so we're probably a slightly different SaaS organization and in that we have a background. 
So we have an expertise in our marketplace, which is human resource management. And so we already have some traction and some credibility, well, lots of credibility with regards to the works that we've previously done. So some of those customers, 50% of those, those first five customers came on board because they knew us and they were loving what we were trying to achieve and also what they saw. So they demonstrated and had a demo of the product, really enjoyed it and wanted to stay on board. And then the other 50% were word of mouth. And that was predominantly through the LinkedIn channels. Okay. So word of, so so I want to deep dive into both of these as well. So I want to understand. So when you say credibility, right? So I'm, I'm guessing it's the credibility of the founders that must have started the company. Is, it, is that it? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so can you just briefly explain what, how, what does that look like? So where have you worked at or like how do people know you in, in HR space as such? Of course, of course. So, so we've basically, we, we have built credibility over the last 12, 12 years, 16 years, I'll probably say. Okay. And during that time, we've worked extensively with various size of organization and hundreds and hundreds of, of employees into, you know, several thousand. And during that time, we developed a framework and we carried out R&D. And from that R&D, we then developed the, the product, iDrive HR. And so we were already familiar to some of our clients and the clients that are coming on board in 2023 because of the work we've done. But those were manual systems. These are frameworks that we put in place. These are things that fell into spreadsheets and, and fell into just so, database. So, sounds pretty interesting. So I, I, was, I was under the impression that you might must have worked at a bunch of enterprise enterprises as maybe at HR lead or something like that. So what are these no. frameworks and how did you actually nurture this over, over a period of time? So, so we were consultants. So okay. we worked mm -hmm. with single entities at any one time, either over a short period of time or long. And we built frameworks for those organizations that would help them move from A to B or whatever that they wanted to transform. Mm -hmm. Got it. So yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. So you've got those first bunch of customers, right? Talk about this word of mouth. I know it's it's a vague term to say, right? Word of mouth. It's not going to happen with somebody just saying, you're talking about you, right? There's, there's a lot that's involved. So what happened, right? So you got a couple of customers. Are these those customers who, who went ahead and spread the word? Or are these sort of people in your ecosystem who started talking about you? What happened? Yeah. So, so we've had a mixture, actually. We've had customers that have told other customers about us. And, and therefore they've been engaged with what we're doing and joining us on the journey. But we've also had other customers that didn't know us at all. And, and those were words of mouth from people that actually weren't using our platform, but knew about what we were trying to achieve, had known us or known of us in the industry for some time and, and really just referred us into and made a contact with those customers. So they didn't know the platform, but they they were happy to recommend. Makes sense. All right. So let's talk about this most recent 10 customers, right? So where are you getting these from? So have you been doing any marketing or any channels that have been working for you? Yeah. So, so we have quite a detailed marketing plan with approximately 30 different channels on it, of which we are activating one by one to test. So we're just about to approach scale 
in our business. So currently, up to date, we've been we've been hand selecting clients that we'd like to to help you know bring on board and introduce to what we're trying to achieve. But we're just about to scale. So so the channels that have been most popular to date have been LinkedIn channels and also industry groups that we're connected with. Okay, and these are what what's driving most of the new customers as of today, is it? Yeah, that's right. L- LinkedIn is a really powerful tool for us because it's business to business essentially, and we're also very well known in certain groups within yeah. that community. So yeah, so like I w- I would like to deep dive into it, right? Because so when you say LinkedIn, it, so is it you posting from your personal account, sort of trying to build that credibility in HR leadership space? Is it what you're trying to do? Yeah, that that is. Exactly it. You have got that in a nutshell. Because we're a small team still, yeah. I, I'm kind of heading up the sales and heading up, if you like, the the outreach to potential customers. So, so now, so it, yeah, so I know you, 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 you must have been doing that. No, but what happens after that? So what I'm assuming is you've got a bunch of followers, right? Now you're yeah. nurturing them every day with your content, with valuable insights, right? Now, how do you convert somebody who knows you, understands about your product to a paying customer? So do, how do you reach out to them? Is there any strategy or playbook that you have sort of figured out so far? Or is it just yeah. your inbound interest coming from those nurtured leads? Go ahead and talk I, about I, it. I think the the product itself speaks for itself and we we are carrying out quite a few demonstrations. So so normally what we do, and this is our process, we would reach out in a very loose, very informal way, a non-sales way. Then we gather interest. So interested parties contact us to say we're interested. And we say, well, that's fantastic. Let's have a let's have a discussion. Then we'll have a, a discussion, and that's either a voice discussion, a video discussion, or just an email exchange. And from that, then we will set up a demonstration, and then either those customers will will book in to do further demonstrations or or trial, or or they'll actually say, well, this is great. You know, we want to keep the discussions open. We're going to be looking at our budget. In which case, then it opens up a whole different conversation. So, so yeah, and I think it's a mixture of education and, and also exciting somebody to, to kind of feel that what you're offering is different to what's currently out there on the market. So, so I, I totally understand that. My question is about when, when exactly do you say, okay, now I'm going to go to this prospect and I'm going to ask for him, for, ask him to come join the demo call or whatever that is. Do you do that or they themselves come to you? It's a mixture of both. So I'd say 50-50. So sometimes they'll come and say, can I demonstrate, you know, can we demonstrate? And other times we'll say, would you like to see the product? In which case they'll they'll accept. We have a very quick sales (laughs) cycle. So usually we can convert within three months. We'll we'll come back to sales cycle in a bit. I want to close the top of funnel and then we can come to that. So, So also, so when you say LinkedIn, right? So it's your personal brand that you're trying to grow. Your content strategy, I know you must have a you know how to add value that's pretty obvious but do, are you also looking to sort of improve your followers or you increase that you know spread of yours and if yes how are you doing that yeah you, you're you're right we, we i've already been active in the last two three weeks on my linkedin profile so my my personal if you like goal is to expand that reach but also within our iDrive community so these are groups and pages that we're actively connected with we're expanding that reach there as well because ultimately at the end of the day it's about getting the message out to as many people as fast as possible got it so you also talked something about having these closed industry industry based communities so can you talk a bit about them like where are yeah, these so communities like where are they hosted how do they work 
specifically with respect to your company and your space? So some of them are specific to our profession. So the CIPD would be one of those avenues. But other avenues are within LinkedIn communities or Facebook communities. So Facebook obviously has groups and they have interests, interested groups. We're connected with those. So small to medium-sized business groups, startup groups, et cetera, tech groups. And LinkedIn, we, we predominantly look at the HR space. So HR groups or interested parties in well-being and really making a difference to employees. So you mentioned that you, you're sort of experimenting with a lot of channels that might end up, you know, when you're trying to sort of scale up. So yeah. like, talk about that experimentation and how, how exactly is it going to turn out for you in the next 12 months? So, so we have a tracker that helps us to understand where the, the, the impressions are coming from. So, so the th key things that we're looking at is, are we engaging an audience to talking about this topic? You know, are, are people and our organizations wanting to, you know, positively transform a worker's life? If they are, we're engaging in that discussion. And we're also in agile working spaces. So looking at organizations that are trying to change the way that they operate and their arrangements. So hybrid working, working from home, all of those nice, you know, exciting new themes are coming out, which is, is fantastic for our platform because our platform helps them to achieve what they want to achieve, but through supporting them to do so, that. So well. I was, I was, uh, I was asking more in the lines of the exact marketing channel that you're using, for example, cold email outreach or doing DMs on Facebook, whatever those SEO, oh. whatever those real, you know, channels are. And let you into a secret. So, yeah. so we, we, we do email, but we only do warm email where we have been given permission to use contact details. And that's from our extensive database that we've collected over a number of years, but we also write letters. Okay. So it, we are these physical letters print okay. and send these out to certain groups of customer who are really appreciative of that. Mm -hmm. So so these are in certain sectors where our letter lands and it makes somebody smile. And then obviously we follow that up, usually by a telephone call, just to reach out to see if they received the letter first. And if there's anything we can help with at that time. So how are the results for a channel like this? I mean, it's obviously an innovative channel and it obviously want to put a smile on your potential lead. But how does the conversions look like? So do we have any real data to sort of back that this is, this is working for you? It, it works for us. It works for us because what, what happens generally in those particularly, and you have to be really careful with the sectors that are receptive to, so the sectors that are receptive enjoy receiving something. So they will receive something. And then of course, because we're following up, they've already been warmed up to the fact that we're going to be following this letter up and, and then we can open up a conversation. And still at that point, we're not trying to sell. We're just trying to engage the customer in a communication and conversation about their future and what their priorities are. And that usually converts quite quickly. So we get engagement usually on the telephone call and we probably have a 60% conversion rate at that point. Yeah. So yeah, all good. All right. All right. So yeah, so now that's, that's enough about our top of funnel, right? So now I want to come a bit down, right? So let's say one of your warm lead discuss your product, they loved it, right? And they, what happens after that? How, what's the journey for them? from that discovery phase to sort of them become them, them converting to your paying customer. Yeah, so so there's two two pathways really. One is to go on trial, but with a trial they don't get any training, so they literally are by themselves. 
fathom, fathoming out the product, which is not too difficult. Or they come on board because they want that extra support. They want that training. They want that guidance, etc. I would probably say if I was to split that into percentages, 70% come straight on board and 30% just stay on trial. Trial can last up to about six months. It depends on the size of business and what they want to trial and how they want to achieve that. But for the 70% that come straight on board to the, to the product, they can be on board the same day. And then what we will do is we'll structure a training program for them specifically so that they can onboard their employees at, at a pace that's correct for them and, and obviously in the right way that's, that's relevant to that organization. If, if a customer onboards, right, if a customer starts paying you, is there any scope to sort of make that deal size bigger? Because it, like, does a, do a customer actually say, okay, I've got 100 employees, but I'm only on, going to onboard 10 employees for, let's say, five or six months, and then we'll see how it works. Is, is that how it works? Or are no. they going to bring all of them at once? Yeah, they bring all of them at once because so now, they want to experience the whole platform. True, right? So now, how are you going to increase that deal size? Are you going to do any feature-based upsells? or Because you can't increase the number of seats, right? It's already done, right? You, you and we've got a strict campaign regime that we're putting in place. So some of we're going to go out on the road and do some road shows. We're predominantly starting in the UK in 2023 before we enter into Europe. Europe is to the late 2023 to 2024. So as well as the road shows, we're, we're also attending online events. So we have channel partners mm -hmm. that we're actually uh, working with. And, and they will, if you like, sell our product sell in yeah. their own customers. Yeah, so channel partners. And also, I think one of the other important aspects for us being a, a professional organization is associates. So these are consultants in their own right who actually want to show their, their expertise and their industry expertise, but also promote our product. Now, they may have three other products as well mm -hmm. that relate to what we do. It just depends on whether ours fits the client. So that's also another channel that we're looking at. Sure, sure. I've got one question around pricing, right? And I'll ask you that because it, it seems a bit interesting for me, right? So you've onboarded, so your, your, your customers has around 100 users, right? So it's it's typically very hard to sort of onboard a company having 100 employees. That's a big company, right? I mean, it's it's a decent mid-market company. Now my question is, why is your pricing so low? Why is it just around 2 to $3 per employee? I mean, why not $20, $30, right? So what's stopping you from increasing those prices? <laughs> There's nothing stopping us increasing the prices, but we want to penetrate the market quickly. So a low price point is really important. We've also looked at ways that we can actually reduce the cost of onboarding and we've stripped out any unnecessary cost because we don't want to pass it on to the customer. So, so really that's part of the model that we're, that we're running. No, no. So because the CAC is always going to be high if you're going to onboard such big companies, right? So my question is, is $300 justified for a hundred people company, right? So, I mean, you, you've got to invest it. It's got to be some other one marketing channel or the other, or it may be some employee who's trying to convince them through their trial phase. You've got to sort of spend some money. It's, it's, it's happening because it's a big company and you've got to yeah. convince a bunch of stakeholders. But is $300 per month, isn't it too cheap? No, okay. Okay. <laughs> because the, the process is just the same. Hmm. So, so whether you're onboarding five people or you're onboarding a hundred, the process is exactly the oh, same. Okay. Most important thing for onboarding when using a SaaS product, and, and this is what we found in the early stages, is making sure that the customer has an owner of the product. If they don't have an owner, that's when issues can arise. 
But if someone is assigned ownership and accountability, then it should be very smooth sailing. And, and actually, we shouldn't really need to do that much. Mm-hmm. So and when did you start? With- so we started iDrive HR in 2019 and it started to start revenue last year, but not really because we wanted to start that this year. So we've started in earnest this year. Yeah. And how many people, folks on your founding team apart from you? So, so I am the founder. I've also brought into the business a co-founder who has also been developing some aspects of the product and other products as well that we're working on. And then we have four other people that support in the team. So we have one developer assigned to this product and then we have three in support of customer experience. And what's your funding status? Did you raise any external funding? We've bootstrapped the business to now and we are currently in the process of an investment cycle. All right. That makes sense. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed in a couple of weeks, we may have some good news. We'll wait for that news. All right. (laughs) All right, Adil, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Hope you scale your company to much greater heights. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Rapendra. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.